hello hello hi everyone i hope that everybody is having a fantastic day happy what is it today wednesday happy wednesday i have a few announcements before i invite violet in i have a live with vanessa next week on the 18th at 7 30 that is moon siren treasures and she's from little slice of magic with venus and phoenix so just to name drop a few i'll be going live with her next week also i have a giveaway it is open until the 24th because the 25th will be um, taking names i just want to show you what you would win so these are my oils however it is just to show you what the bottles look like you'd get one lavender and one peppermint unless you have allergies then i can make you a different one you would also receive this necklace from the flip side and you would receive the reiki journal from true elegance so ellie oils true elegance and the flip side those are the that's the prize that you get and i was thinking about adding like a second place and a third place so keep that in mind you can go on to my page true elegance and you can follow ellie Ellie oils and follow the flip side FTL and that is how you can enter the rules are also in my in my bio they're pinned um what else the winner will be announced on 1025 because that's Christmas in October and I'm super 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 excited to talk to Violet today I've never spoken with her in real life other than on memos via instagram so i'm really excited to have a conversation with her she is the author of walking each other home i do have that however i have it on the kindle version so i can't show you but the link is in her bio and will also be in the bio for this podcast episode without further ado i'm going to invite her in and i hope that you enjoy our conversation i'm really excited so now all you have to do is click accept the invitation and I will have you here. Let's see if you're working. What a beautiful day. We're just having a little bit of a technical difficulties. There she is. Hi. There you are. I was like, it's not working. <laughs> nice to finally meet you. Nice to meet you too. Lindsay was so excited. I'm sure either she'll listen later or she'll catch yeah. She'll catch up. So I know you through Lindsay, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. don't know you personally. I just know about you through Lindsay. Right, right. Yes. And same here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I'm like, oh, we're just going to wing it because yeah. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> I mean, all I know is I know the book. I know that mm -hmm. you wrote a book and that you have it published and that's really cool. I'm working on my book. Oh, and good. so so it's um, inspiring to see like somebody actually have a book, whether, you know, is there a physical yeah. copy? I have oh, it with me. Actually. Cool. Because so. I was like, I really wanted to show it. Cool. 
see. I'd rather, I want a physical copy. I love, well, if you can't see my bookshelf behind mm -hmm. me, that's only one of them. This is one that I have one here and one here. Oh, like I just love books. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Well, I'll send you one then. Yeah. Oh, thank sure. you. Yay. Yeah. So, um, and then I have, this isn't a book. It's just like a journal that I made. Mm -hmm. So this is what I have. Oh, nice. And it's just like for Beautiful. Reiki clients and you kind of like log their information in here and like what they felt because I, sometimes I have repeats with different clients. Like it's once a week with these certain clients and it's always a different experience. And I'm like, I should write these down, but I never do. And so to, to get on my own self, I was like, well, let me just make it and then have it also for my students and for whoever is a practitioner, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. So, yeah. So what, what got you um, into the journey of writing this book that you have? Sure. So, um, well, I always wanted to be a writer. Um, I'm, I'm actually a recovering lawyer. Um, but nice. my childhood dream was to be a lawyer. I mean, to be a writer, not a lawyer. Oh. No. <laughs> but I, but I did, I did, I mean, nothing against being a lawyer. It's a really good job. Um, but you know, it, you, it's I'm hard sure it's to write. Trying, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so my book, I always wanted to write it and, um, and I, it's actually autobiographical fiction. So meaning that some of it's true and some of it's not, and I wouldn't say what is true and what's not, but, um, but the, the main character is based off of um, some parts of my life, which, you know, obviously the main character is a lawyer, so we'll start there. Okay. But, um, but it's a journey of a, of a woman who, you know, she's, she's on, although she's a lawyer, she's also on this quote unquote spiritual path. And she, she like learns through other people that she needs, if she just learns to open her heart, then she'll find love. And she doesn't really even know what that means. Right. So, um, someone tells her, to do family constellations. So she does family constellations. And while she's at family constellations, she learns about ayahuasca, which is a psychedelic plant from, um, from the Amazon. Right. right. And, um, and so she goes to Peru, drinks ayahuasca and thinks that, you know, her life has changed and it does change in a way. I'm not going to give the whole book away, but it does change. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's still the work to be done. So when she gets back home, she, does find a partner, but she has to go through a, a big journey of dealing with the partner's betrayal and also postpartum depression. Oh yeah, and many, many, um, and si subsequent plant medicine journeys and other healing modalities to finally kind of come into her own and realize, you know, what it is to have an open heart and what it is to really love herself. I love that i'm i got it on the kindle but i'm not gonna lie to you i'd rather have it on physical mm -hmm. because like i just want to like underline stuff and like i just want to remember things mm -hmm. um i go to like the little tiny libraries and i get books all the time i have a whole stack of books that i'm gonna put in little libraries oh, cool. but funnily enough if i have like e pray love is one of my favorite books mm -hmm. or like i'm trying to think i have a a lot of I have a few repeat books and I choose the ones that have underlining over the ones that don't have underlining because I like to see what other people saw in the oh, book. Oh, I see. You know? Yeah, I love that. I know what you mean. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so like it's just something that I do, but um 
my point of me saying that was my, I have multiple books in my head, but first I have to do the first one mm-hmm. in order for, for the second one to make sense. Mm-hmm. And the it's awesome that you said that it's like half, you know, like some stuff did happen, some stuff didn't happen because that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want to do. But the first book has to happen first because it's all of my journals from the last 20 years. Wow. And my journals are not like, dear diary, I'm in love with this guy. <laughs> da, 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 da. Like my, my journals were literally like all coded because I, if anybody found my journal, I was, you weren't going to know who I was talking about unless you knew what was happening in my life. If you were my friend or if you were my, like in my bubble of my life. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know what I was talking about. So sometimes I'm reading these things as I'm writing them again into the computer. And I'm like, who is this about? I need to know the tea. Like, what is this? That's so I'm so sure like writing the book for you must have been even more of a journey within doing that shadow work, especially because we're always healing. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that people are not everybody, but you know, a lot of people think, oh, like, oh, I really want to do a Reiki class with you, but I'm not ready. I'm like, okay, <laughs> when, when you're ready, cool, let me know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's that they're facing something to heal something. Like you went into being a lawyer and you always wanted to be a writer. Right. Well, I always wanted to be in psychology. I wanted to do something with psychology and I didn't. And now I'm in school for psychology. It's so it's like, are you faith? Are you going after your dream? Which is really cool. Because I shared yesterday, what's stopping you from going after what you want? Mm -hmm. Or what's stopping you? Most of the answers were myself. I'm stopping me. I'm like, well, like, like, how can we change that? Right. And you know, to write my book, I got up at, oops, sorry. (laughs) I got up at at three in the morning. for like I don't know 10 months um and did it because I had an 18 month old now my kids are actually bigger and I don't work full-time as a lawyer and I don't I don't get up at three but I actually don't write as much because making yourself do it and saying I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna you know and I have to do it by this date is what really got me to do it and I I I haven't given myself a date yet Mm -hmm. I just gave myself a week off because it's so much it's 20 years it's 20 years of my life like it's like oh and sometimes like i'm not ready to like face certain things thank goodness for therapy (laughs) because even i told her i'm like yeah i'm taking a week off and she's like okay like what happened that made you like feel that way i'm like it's just really heavy like a lot of the things that i would do is i would just go like this is one example all the journals that are done are next to me. And then the rest mm-hmm. are like, one is, you know. So this is one of the journals. Oh, wow. And every page is written in. This is 2006. Wow. And this isn't a whole year. This is September 2006 to, oh, well, this is a whole year till um, November 2007. So, I mean, and then like, these are the ones, this is where I stopped. I have to continue. <laughs> but, oh um, but yeah, like, you know, and like, what the heck was happening in 2006? 
you know? Right. Right. So, so many things, I so many things. And so, you know, sometimes I have to step away from the year and like continue. But my goal is like at least once, once every night or every other night that I'm doing it for at least an hour or two hours. And if I feel like pushing it, then I'll go three hours. Wow, you know? that's a lot. But it, it is because like I'm reading this stuff and then I'm like, trying to like figure out who it's about for the most part on some of them i love the ones where i'm like i like him he's so cute i'm like who are you talking about girl like no no but like you know some of them really dig deep into into who i was at that time versus who i am now Mm -hmm. and or like with your book which i can't wait to dive into i'm sure that it's like that that self journey and just like that knowing in yourself and like you said you had the postpartum which is very difficult mm-hmm. um and how many how many kids do you have i have two but i was only with the first one okay and so you had was your postpartum difficult um so i'm it's a it's one of my favorite scenes in the book because um i had signed up for the insurance benefit that you had to answer questionnaires before and after the birth. Oh. And then you got some, I don't know, free stuff, whatever. And, uh, and they, <laughs> they called me and I was like, you know, oh, we're just gonna give you a postpartum depression questionnaire. And I'm like, okay. And I lied oh. on the questions because I didn't want them to think I was crazy. Oh. And at the end of the call, the lady was like, um, yeah, we're gonna refer you for some help. And I was like, but I lied. Like imagine- How did they know? <laughs> Well, I mean, I said some of them, honestly, oh. but like, are you having like crazy thoughts of driving off a bridge? I was like, no, never, you know, but, but yeah, I was, but I thought I was just tired. You know, actually Lindsay told me at one point, like, I think, you you know, but in my head, no, I was just tired. Wow. So. Postpartum is, is no joke. I mean, postpartum, if you are pregnant or you know, if you miscarry, you're still going to have postpartum. And I didn't realize that until I miscarried. And I was like, and I was so depressed. I was so in, 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 oh, it was really bad. And actually October is when my baby would have been due. So like October is really big and significant to me. And it's important for me to always talk about my baby because He existed in my body, even if it was for a little amount of time. And so I honor that. And he's the one that I know that I had a test. I feel that I've had two, but Mm -hmm. I only have one that's medically like confirmed. Right. And so I, I honor him every day. But for that year, I miscarried in March and he was due in October and I was so miserable and so upset and when october hit i feel like the the worst of my postpartum postpartum <laughs> happened and i was just like i wasn't eating i didn't want to eat i didn't want anything i just wanted to like lay in bed but i did tell people like i was like hey i didn't eat today and i would just go about my day but like i said it like that i didn't eat today flat mm-hmm. and so like the first time i said it my mom was like okay and then the next day happened and the next day happened and it was triggered on the 10th which is yesterday but not like four years ago my friend's son 
was born on the 10th mm -hmm. and then my baby was due two weeks later so it was like oh we're gonna have our babies together she has her baby and i don't have my baby so i was just like really in a hard a hard place mentally and i threw myself into reiki that year because i was already becoming i was already planning to become a teacher but I was like, hey, how many classes can I assist you on? And she was like, as many as you want. And I was like, cool. I did 20-something classes with her. Yeah, I just threw every, every class she had, I was there. Like, and if I missed it, it was because something crazy, like somebody was in town or like there was, there was a legitimate reason. Otherwise, I was there. I was doing the work. I was healing. I was healing myself, my cells, like, my whole being so that I could be that vessel for myself and vessel for others, but more for myself. Like I did it for me mm -hmm. and people are, are afraid of doing that. And I urge you to, to go within. And if you're going to write a book, write the book, wake up at 3am, mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. That's when wild I was... that your baby was 18 months and you wake up at three. Oh my gosh. I know. It was... <laughs> And how long no, I, I don't want to recommend it. Um, <laughs> how long was I writing for? So I did um, a thousand words a day. Nice. Um, and, and I wrote the first draft in three months. Okay. Um, so that's like 90,000 words, right? Um, but then after that, it takes a lot to revise the book and do right. copy edits and stuff. So in the end, it took me about two years until I published it. Wow. Um, but, um, yeah, when I was doing it, I was also, when I was writing it, I was also getting EMDR therapy. And so I would talk to the therapist, like, Hey, I'm writing this scene. Why do you think I, or the main character would act like that? And we would go through it. And it, so now I feel like that person in the book is like a different person. That's not me anymore. But it well, because we change, we change right. every day, every hour, like we are changing and evolving. Every seven years, we ourselves are changing. Everything in our beings, we're always changing. We're always changing and, and growing. And whether we're changing for the better or the worst, I mean, that's up to you. Right. That's up to you. Just the same as if you're dealing with a postpartum depression or depression in general. And you're wanting to get out of it, you have to be like, hey, I need help. You have to ask for help. You have to say, hey, I didn't eat today. You have to say, um, you know, I, I, feel, I feel fat today. I feel this, I feel that. I'm not that, but that's how I feel. And so in order to like, to heal from it, like how else are we gonna heal if we're, and the generation before us is all about like, no, don't say nothing. Don't say anything. I said secreto. No, no vamos a decir esto. You know, like, why? Oh, this one, fulanito's in the hospital. But nobody's allowed to know. So pretend like you don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Don't you, like, don't you think fulanito wants that, like, support? Don't you think that they want the people that love them to be around? You know, it's so weird. It's such a weird, like, uh, I hate it. So when my grandfather was, um, you know, in his final days, I was vocal. I was like, Grandpa, stop 
feeling good. Grandpa's declining. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. I'm like, so everybody knew. And I'm like, hey, I don't know who I didn't tell. So if you could like pass it along, that's cool. Because honestly, when it comes down to the day that he's going to go, I am not going to be able to tell y'all. So y'all, you know, like I'm preparing myself and I need your help. And like, that's what I did. And so when he did pass away, I didn't have to call anybody. It was amazing. Like, that's the one thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to call anybody when he passed away. And I didn't have to. That's it was right. great. And you received a lot of support. And I was, right. was very supported, very supported. And my grandfather um, was my father. He was my father figure. He was my pain. He was my love. Like, he was everything, you know. Mm. And at the end, we care gave for him. And I was his caregiver along with my mom. And, you know, he didn't remember me the final month of his life. He didn't know who I was because he wouldn't let me do these things. Had he known <laughs> it was me, he would have been like, Elizabeth, vete. You know, like <laughs> he didn't want me to do any of that. However, once he started to forget who I was, I was able to like, you know, change him and just take care of him, make sure he ate, make sure like whatever he, he needed, he had. I had two video cameras, like one at the foot of the bed, it's so weird that the phone does that now. Did you see the balloons? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's when you do the peace sign. Oh, wow. I, don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, I had the two video cameras, one like to see if he would get up because, you know, he was at the point where he was a baby again and he would get up and he forgot he didn't know how to get up. He didn't know how to walk anymore. Mm -hmm. So he would be like turning around and I'd be like, we got it. We got to get this. And we'd run and like help him. So like, it's just wild. The things that we go through, the things that we heal, the things that we experience, like looking back at that time, I would never think that that was what was going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. and the same thing. My mom is always like, I, can't, I don't know what I would have done if you didn't live with me at that time. I don't know how I would have taken care of him because he was heavy and it was a lot. And, you know, he was a small man, but he was heavy and, and, and strong. And, right. you know, um, it was just wild. It was a wild time. I don't even know where I was going with that. But, you know, there was there was a point. I love that. I loved him so much. And Aww. that's all. <laughs> the end. I can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So you have two kids now mm -hmm. and you're not writing anymore. You should write. No, I am writing. I'm writing oh, okay. a second book. It's, um, but it is, it's taking me longer to revise it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but I'm working on that. I'm excited. It's going to be more fun because it's not autobiographical fiction. Cool. So that's always fun to invent people's lives. And yeah. Make that, good that and bad things really happen. Fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Do you have like, a goal for it or is it too soon to say like anything? a goal to have it when to have it done um i guess definitely by the middle of next year i should have it published so. yay that's yeah. that's cool that's yeah. soon that's yeah soon. next year but yeah well yeah we only have three, three months left in this year true yeah. True. <laughs> oh, maybe we could do a giveaway for that one. Like, yeah, uh, that'll be fun for sure. I know for sure. Like, I'm gonna do a giveaway, and like once it's like published, I plan on doing like little ex experts. Is that how you say that? 
Excellent. Um, yeah. Sometimes I forget English words. Um, yeah. And I was going to, I'm going to read some because there's like, it's all done in poem. Oh, nice. And it's all like, I'm some of these things I'm like, I wrote that. <laughs> wow. Like I've even looked up some of the things that I've written to make sure that it wasn't that I copied it. Because mm -hmm. I also did that. I would also write poems and stuff that I saw online. Me too. That I liked. So mm -hmm. I was like, did I write that? Or is, the, is that mine? <laughs> <laughs> but I signed it. So I'm like, I don't know if that's mine though. That looks a little weird. Like it's too like professional looking, but it's mine. That's awesome. So it's really cool. It's really cool to like, it's just a fun, fun process. Even though it, it is immense shadow work, the same as your book, immense shadow work. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and feeling, I don't feel as connected to that version of me because I'm not that version of me anymore. Right. Like you said. So it's like, oh, little Ellie, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, that was so cute that you thought that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like, well, my therapist and I decided to like step away from one of the years in particular that was really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And even writing that year, like I'm almost done with it, but I already know it's still going to trickle into the next year. And I was mm -hmm. like, do it. It's really hard. She's like, how about this? How about you? Like, don't do that until almost the end and save a happy, happy one. Like go through the journal, make sure it's a happy one and save that one for last. So you have the hard one and then you have the soft pillow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the journals are not in order. So like, if I, like, I just picked that one up, it's 2006, but the one next to it is like 2009. Oh, wow. They're not in order. Because I just put them in a, a drawer. And I was like, oh, one day I'll do something with this. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. but, so are you going to um, self-publish it? Is that what you're thinking? Or? I think so. Um, I, I haven't decided yet because there's a few um, companies that I've looked at. Mm -hmm. Are you self-published or are you mm -hmm. doing yeah. it? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, I did. I have been doing some research on that. And I don't know what would work best for me. It just depends. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. would you, did you like in self-publishing, you don't tour or anything like that, right? No, no. And it's not no. that common that many authors tour anymore unless they're like a big, you know, but you could, I suppose you could create your own tour, right? That's true. Um, That's true. You know, now Barnes and Noble will take local authors. So I know. know you just have to make sure that you have the, the ISBN number, yep. like purchase your own. I have just got this book, The Grimoire Girl. Oh, that looks. Good. She's known her Hillary, um, Bird Morgan. She's okay. from One Tree Hill, and she has a another book called rural diaries and i realized that it's hard to say both of her books names but that's hilarious um i haven't started it yet but i've listened to a podcast with her interviewing about it and i'm really excited because she it's all about magic stuff and her experience and like mm. just like different phases in her life so also kind of like but it's like her telling her story and how like she came into her own magic she was brought up christian i was brought up christian so i'm like really excited to like see the similarities because i always was like i dream i dreamt 
sent this person? Who is no longer here? What does this mean? Blah, blah, blah. And it was never weird to my mom that I would dream of that. But now, like, I could do it with your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not a dream anymore. It's like, oye, dile a ella que, le, que estoy aquí or something, you know? Like, I'm right here. Tell her I'm here. And I'm like, can I just talk? <laughs> you know, but they get so excited and then they start to channel through and you're like, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I, I, with your awakening and stuff, do you feel like you feel more channeled in like that? I mean, I don't know that I ever had an awakening per se. So like, I always, I mean, since I was, even though I was raised Catholic, since I was a little girl, I was like interested, you know, I had my own like tarot card deck. I was, I did Reiki at 16, like the certification. I was always into that, but awakening of my heart opening. Yes. Like I didn't know that you could feel your heart. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know how to do it. And, um, and when I had this experience with ayahuasca that, um, I had one very intense experience. I felt my heart for the first time and I, you know, that changed my life in terms of really being able to, instead of like always being up here and, you know, I, can go down there and it even changed my experience with clients like when they would be upset at me or just upset in general i'd be like okay instead of arguing with them i'm gonna go to my heart and the energy would shift and things would change so i think that was like my, my biggest moment that's really cool i feel like and i guess i worded it differently but with with how everybody is talking about awakening i feel like we have multiple awakenings i don't the way that it's used is not how i use it and maybe i should have clarified that because like but you said it in like your awakening of your heart so for me it was hello darla (laughs) my baby she's like i was outside um for me it, it was more like a remembrance Mm -hmm. because it was it was prayed away for me you know i had so many visions and so many dreams and so much stuff that we went to church and like five pastors and my parents put their hands on me and and prayed it away prayed it to be off you know and so like that was challenging but it was quiet you know it was quiet and then two days later september 11th happened and it wasn't quiet anymore it was like oh my gosh this is why i was dreaming all that stuff is that crazy like how is how and i didn't think about it for years i didn't think about it until a story that i mentioned on my previous podcast maybe two podcasts ago where i was saying you know i ended up telling this girl with her name ellie her name is elizabeth my name is elizabeth she goes by ellie not everybody that's elizabeth goes by ellie but she did and i was like and i just spilled my whole story to her and i told her about that and i was just like wow i don't know if you heard but my mom just said oh shit literally that's how i was (laughs) that was perfect timing um so uh it was just like we we choose to carp like we choose to to use our gifts or or we just like forget about them or we pray them away or we we're so scared just like we're scared of healing Mm -hmm. like 
what are we afraid of? The same way, like I have family members that are afraid of Reiki. They're afraid because they're like, oh, that's witchcraft or oh, this, this, but it's, it's healing. Like right. what, what makes us so afraid to heal? Mm. You know? Mm. No? Right. Well, I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know in my experience and people around me as well, like a lot of the fear of healing sometimes is letting go of that story because that story is what defines you. And without it, then you have to be a different person and a different personality. Yes. Let it go of that story. I love that. I had, when I started Reiki, I was like very quiet about it. <laughs> but like, I was like, okay, I'm doing this, whatever. But I was quiet about it with certain family members. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but as I progressed, I, I kept opening up these channels that I used to have that, that, that have come back. Wow. And um, finally, like I went to Disney with my mom and we went for her birthday, this March. We went for her birthday and suddenly like a, a spirit, a mom of somebody in Disney. But you know, like a lot of people are in Disney. I had no idea who she was. She was so excited. She wanted me to tell her son that she was so happy that he was in Disney and she was so proud of him. And I was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> but my face, my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, she goes, Elizabeth, what's wrong? And I was like, I'll tell you at the table. Wow. So oh. we sit down and I, I admit to her, so you know how like I could connect with like Dia and Theo and like all the people that have passed away? And she's like, yeah. And I could do that with other people's families now. And she was like, okay. And she was just like, are you afraid? And I said, no, I'm not afraid. And she's like, okay, that's all that matters. Because if you're afraid, then I'm not okay. But if you're not afraid, then I'm okay. That's awesome. Because as long as you feel safe, because that's what moms do, right? They just want their child to be safe, mm -hmm. no matter if they're 50 or if they're five or whatever, whatever age they are, they want their child to feel safe. Right, right. Yeah. We've had comments and like, I don't know what it is, but sometimes they come in and sometimes they don't. But we have hugs and love from a lot of our mm -hmm. listeners. Mm -hmm. And we have somebody commenting about the postpartum is real and it's scary amazing how the power of healing enabled violet to push through and accomplish so much mm -hmm. nice so i never know oh was there a pivotal moment in violet's career where she realized her spiritual journey was pivotal mm. um i in my career um, yes. I mean, I think that without my career, one, I couldn't have supported financially the spiritual journey that I took. And I think that's important to honor, right? Not everyone can take trips to Peru and things. Right. Um, so with that, with that side, you know, I, I honor my career. Um, at the same time, there was a lot of me that identified with you know, being the self-importance of being a lawyer, right? And letting that go was really something that I had to work through a lot of. And, um, and knowing that when I finally left the law, that I would still be able to value myself. And that was, that was 
was a, I don't know, like a moment per se, but I definitely did a lot of work on that um, before That's I left. Beautiful. That's a beautiful answer. What kind of lawyer were you? Um, an, an immigration lawyer. Oh, but that's really bad. For companies, okay. not for... Oh, yeah. okay. I'm like, still, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know anything about the... The most I know about the law is from suits, and I'm sure that that is, like, just scratching the surface. Right. <laughs> that's what I know. The show suits. <laughs> um. I think that it's great that you realize that that's not what you wanted. Right. Sometimes right. people yeah. stay because they feel like, oh, this is what I did. You know, like I know somebody who, who their father wanted them to have like a, a bachelor's in business or something. I might be butchering it, but I'm not going to say who it is. So <laughs> point point is, I know someone who their dad was like, you can become an esthetician however you're going to go to college first and you're going to get a degree so that you have something to fall back on mm -hmm. so that's what she what? did she did that and then she went to she learned all this stuff for esthetician and that's what she's doing now and she's very successful in what she does so awesome. Darla says she's very successful too <laughs> she wanted in <laughs> yeah, that's something that I want to be able to instill in my kids, too, that, like, you can be whatever you want, like, or it, it's more yeah, important, right. like, who you are as a person than what you, what you do as a profession, but that, yeah, we should probably go to college just because, you know, it's a good backup to have, but right. not. Or if you want to change your mind, like, or right. if you want to go to college later. Mm -hmm. um, right? All I think in Europe do that. I wish awesome. that I would have like not had pressured myself so much right after school because after, after excuse me. <laughs> she's just like barking at the air. Go. I love her so much. Like, I'm <laughs> just like, you're barking, but I love you. Um, so can you just help me out where I was? <laughs> um, yeah, you wish you hadn't like gone so early. Oh, that, that's right. Okay. I went to, I went to college right after high school and I didn't really want to go to college, you know? So it was just like forced upon and what I wanted to study was psychology and it was looked down at, you know, there's several times where I mentioned my dad and his role in my life. And he really wasn't there after 25, but in reality, he wasn't there after 16, mm -hmm. like mentally, mentally. So, um, and this is something I'm learning within the books of my own, my own books that I wrote. I was like, Oh, Oh, we were feeling very bad at the, oh, okay. <laughs> so like, um, but he didn't want me to do that. He, so I was like, oh, my dad doesn't want me to do that. So I'm not going to do that. And, you know, instead of doing my dad's dream or doing my mom's dream, I should have been following my own, but I didn't know what I wanted. And I still like, till I was like 27 and, and, and it's okay. Like, who says we have to have our life together at 18? Right. 
that's a lot of pressure. We're only 18. Right. <laughs> I mean, and if you want to be a lawyer and you want to go for it, go for it. If you don't, don't. Mm-hmm. If you went for it and you hate it and you want to leave, leave. Right. That's with right. everything. That's with everything. I loved my job. I used to work at a life insurance company. I worked there for 14 years straight out of high school. My first job. I loved it, though. I was happy. I would get raises. I was uh, really good at what I did. I've, I still feel really good at it, too. Like, um, if somebody asks me questions, I feel very knowledgeable where I can be like, blah, 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 and answer these questions. I wasn't selling. I did not want to sell. But I was in the front. I was the account receivable analyst. I handled all of the money. And I did a good job. And one day, I started hating it. I started hating it. I didn't want to go to work. I hated going in. My best friend was my boss. That was like the best part of it. Mm. Other than that, that was my only perk. I hated going in. I disliked some of the people I worked with, but it was a revolving door. So like I would always stay, but these people would leave. So then we'd have to train new people. And it was like, ugh. And it got annoying. And it got like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Like, what is the point of this? I am miserable here. And finally, like it came to the point, pandemic really woke me up because then I was working at home and I loved working at home. It was so much fun. I got a lot done, way more than I ever got done at the office. And I got, I got in trouble for answering too many calls. <laughs> I was wow. like, excuse me? They're like, yeah, could you like stop answering every call? <laughs> and I'm like, but isn't that what I'm supposed to do? Like, I get it done and then I continue. And they're like, yeah, but take like a break. Wow. Okay. But then when it started to like, when we had to go back and I would have to drive to work, I'd be in my car crying on the way to work. And I was like, this is not how I want to live. I don't want to be crying on the way to work. I don't want to be sad or upset that I'm at this job. And if I was working at home, I was happy. But you have to remember, I'm home. Like, this is my safe place. Of course I'm happy here. It was horrible. That's when I was like, oh, I got to quit. I got to leave here. And I overstayed my welcome anyway. It was 14 years of my life that I was there. Wow. (laughs) And so I decided to leave uh, in 2021. And I haven't been in the corporate world. I've been working at a vintage shop and I've been, I went back to school. And so that's what I've been doing. That's awesome that you just left like that. It takes a lot of courage. But, but I guess that's what this is. This one's all about that because you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You did the same yeah. thing. And, and that a lot of people will do that and they'll stay in the job that they hate. And I just wish you could see the options, you know? Right. You see, even if it's scary, even if like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I doing? What was I thinking? That was like a cushy job, you know? And it could have, I could have retired with that job. You know, mm-hmm. it was very, very cushy. And every, every six months you get a raise, like a little bit here, a little bit there. However, I have more control over my schedule now. And I don't feel like tied down to anything. And I feel like, like tomorrow, mm. I'm going to be with my nieces. That's I'm awesome. not going to be at work. Mm. You know, like I can do these things because I made that decision. 
if I if I didn't make that decision, then I'd have to request it, and they would either deny it or not. You know, right? That freedom. It's that right. freedom from like somebody telling you, "Oh, you can't do that." Right. I know. I know. And especially it's so nice to have freedom as women. I can only speak for women or uterus carriers because that's what I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But we are always told, like, you got to do this, you got to do that. You got to be always pretty, always this. Don't eat so much. You need to lose weight. You Oh, you're gaining weight. Oh, this and that and that and that. And for what? But if you're hungry, right. eat. <laughs> if you're not hungry, don't eat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's like something that I feel that at 42 that really has hit me is like, for what? Like, why am I giving my life away to other people? For what? Or like, why do I need to even write a book? For what? And then if it's not, if there's not a good reason, then let's not do it. Exactly. This episode is going to be called For What? I love it. <laughs> for what? I love it. What are right? we doing for? Like, does it bring me happiness? These earrings, they bring me happiness. That's why I'm wearing them. I love them. Like, does it bring you happiness? Get them. Mm -hmm. Does it not bring you happiness? Don't get them. You know? Mm -hmm. It's so, and it sounds like so silly, but it's that easy. It's that easy. You just have to make that choice. Make the yeah. choice. Do you want to heal or do you want to stay? And I think that yeah. that's. That's what happened in the beginning of my reawakening was that I was given the option. I was like, the, the Mizara said, Hey, you're going to go this way and it's going to be, you know, you're going to have trials and tribulations, but you'll be okay. Or you're going to go this way and you're going to do so many things that you're going to teach. And you're, I'm like, I'm going to teach. What do you mean? And here I am. I'm, I'm a Reiki master teacher. I'm like, what? That's I teach. Awesome. That's cool. You know? And like, I do, she's like, oh, and you're going to do stuff and you're going to, you're going to be wearing whatever you want to wear. And I was like, yeah, right. I have two colors. I have three colors in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. That's never going to happen. And here it is, you know, and just to see, because I made the choice of doing mm -hmm. that, just to see that is really cool. And to see like eight-year-old me is like, yeah look at us we, we grew up and we're cool you know and it's only the beginning because i'm 35 years old unless like something crazy happens and i really hope it doesn't because i really want to like make a mark here but um there's so much more time yeah yeah 35 my grandfather was 99 and a half wow there's so much time <laughs> you know we we're making a change mm -hmm. in this world your book that's making a change in the world we're going to have that link available also. Thank in, you. Yeah. Because that's amazing. Not, like, everybody could write a book, but not everybody's going to. Right. There's, like, some statistic about that, that most people never finish their book, but everyone wants to write right. a book or something like that. I have yeah. a book that I started writing um, when I was working at the insurance company and it's really cheesy. It's so cheesy. I'm not <laughs> going to finish that one, but I have it in my file where my book is to remember mm -hmm. like this is the goal you got it you know uh -huh. it's so cheesy because it also i based the character off of myself but it was like super fiction 
right a superficial <laughs> version yeah it was just yeah. like and it was like when i found out that i couldn't eat gluten so like i made my character <laughs> gluten free <laughs> mm -hmm. it was so funny <laughs> And she's like engaged, and I think I was engaged when I wrote that. It was just like all Aww. these things, so it's just like so funny. But I won't. That one will never. If anything, it'll be like a little fun little expert in the, at the end of like the book. Like here's the book that I never finished, and it will never be mm -hmm. done. But here, well, yeah, my book actually the original um, book was. I'm trying to remember the original title was going to be. Um, oh my gosh, I can't or something Saturday no Mr. Tuesday night Mr. Tuesday night and it was very superficial about finding a lover that you would only have on Tuesdays oh. and like, you know like a fun yeah but okay. that that was not the way the story happened at all you know and so yeah I tried to be superficial but my I would have still life. read that though Mr. Tuesday night it's like a 50 shades of gray that's, situation that's where it was that's where it was going but you know what like the main character she wasn't going deep at all she was so, funny. so yeah Mr. Tuesday night I like it I think you should do it anyway it's referenced it's referenced in the okay. book so it's like a conversation that she has with the the lover about Mr. Tuesday Night, the book that she's writing that she never actually writes. That's so well. So you have it too. I don't know. I don't think I named it. the The character it's really funny. My the owner of the vintage store that I work at, her name is Miranda, and the main character in the book that's based off of me is Miranda. And I was like, that's so funny. I oh. totally forgot. And you, and you obviously wouldn't have known when you started writing. No, wow, I didn't even so know her back then. So funny. And so I guess for the book that I'm writing now is like all 20 years of the poems of the ones that I select, mm -hmm. because some of them are like, we don't need to include, <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. and some of them are like, whoa, I need to know the T on that one, you know? Right. And I'm, just, right. I'm including footnotes in the ones that I feel are worthy of it. And I'm also going to be making like a playlist oh, with like music. Yeah. So I'm going to do a Spotify and an Apple playlist mm -hmm. based off of what either I was listening to while I'm writing or the songs that I thought of while I was writing, because like it's all interconnected. And some of my writings inspired by certain songs at that time, I was like, wow, this sounds like um, city high. What would you do? I wrote, a, I wrote a whole thing and I'm like, where did this come from? I'm wow. like, I must have been listening to City High or something. You know, like, <laughs> it's such a weird, like, thing that I wrote, but it's good, but just didn't, I was just like, why did I do that? So I want to do the playlist and the footnotes. So, like, everybody's going to get the whole behind the scenes. So it'll be, but it'll be a story of poems, basically. Yeah, a story of poems. but it's a story and you, you'd understand it. From the beginning to the end, there's no, it's a love story. It That's is, awesome. it's beautiful. And, you know, it has pain and it has heartbreak and it has all of it, all of it. There is an amazing um, poetry fiction book for young adults, but it's for anyone. It's called Moth. It is okay. so good. Like, yeah, the whole, so it's not various poems, it's one long, actually I can't remember if it's one long poem or not. But it it's so beautifully written, but also a story at the same time. Like I I recommend it to anyone. Nice. So. 
Yes. Yeah. That's that. It's kind of like that. Like, and then the more I read it, the more I feel like connected. It's my story, but I feel more like connected and understanding to like things that have happened. And also like, we're here to teach everyone something like you're teaching me something i'm teaching you something mm -hmm. whether it's even like you're in the grocery store and you were kind to the grocery person who's bagging your stuff and you're like thank you blah blah, blah and then somebody else sees it that's the teaching role that we're teaching everybody and if we're having a bad day and we are like at the light or whatever or honking like a crazy you know like we're still teaching in those moments those are all moments that we're teaching and learning yeah so because we're human we're always we're always on that learning mode and if mm -hmm. we're not we're not paying attention because everything is teachable everything is every single thing this whole conversation i'm like wow i want to listen to it again because i mean i'm having it but then i'm like oh i really like what she said oh i really like what i say you know and then i'm, I'm like oh i can't wait to hear it because it's gonna be like a whole new thing mm -hmm. and i do that sometimes i'll re-listen to the conversations and i'm like wow you know and i don't i don't even know you and now I have now you. Know this other. is so nice. Yeah, now we know each other. Yeah. And um, it's really, I'm really excited about your book. Mm -hmm. And I hope that, like, everybody goes and reads it. And then your next book for next year is going to be so exciting. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I'm so excited for your book. So I hope you finish it soon. Uh, it's not going to be finished until probably next year and then going through, like, what you said. But, yeah. Questions. So, after having another child, how old are your kids now? Uh, five and nine. Wow. And your baby was 18 months when you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. When you were writing. Five and nine. You have adults. No, I have <laughs> You're so big. Oh, no. Yeah. That's, so what is it like now with being a mom adding to the mix of two? um what is your life like, just my life yeah. like um it's good I mean I um you know I never pictured myself being a mom I never really considered that as like a lifestyle choice um but yeah I love my kids I and I have more time for them now so we get to do more fun things um and they are my biggest writing fans like they're like why isn't your book at barnes and noble yet where is it it's so cute it's so so nice yeah that's really sweet it's and it's sweet for them to see you go after things right also right. it's good right. for them to see hey like yeah she's my mom but she's also this and she can do like multiple multiple things Mm -hmm. And to see that I changed my career. I love that. In the, you know, I mean, my daughter who's older is definitely has seen like the change in me and, and my life. So, and to know that she can do that too, if she yeah. wants to someday. I really love that. I love that. Like, even though it's not the same, our stories are very similar mm -hmm. in that way of like changing things. Like, and then like stepping out of the norm, stepping out of the matrix going back into the matrix like who cares do what you want right where, do what you want the matrix? Do. i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't think i have to go back but 
I also want to do stuff with psychology, like when, once I get my degree. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to go back into a kind of matrix of sorts, you know, and that's something that I'm thinking about also. Well, like, I think that, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's like your outer world and your inner world, right? So as long as you have in your inner world clear, you know, and you're going in there, just even if your outer world is in the matrix, as you, as you call it, right, right. then you'll be able to balance it. Right. And right. Keep yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that like, whatever anybody chooses, as long as you're happy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. It was great. <coughs> Excuse me. I hope you have a good day. You too and i will send you the book we'll offline thank you all right have a good night everyone bye bye i just wanted to take a minute and apologize for that getting cut short at the end i had a little bit of an emergency and i needed to get off immediately so i just wanted to you know noticed that that did happen and uh thank you for listening i appreciate all of you i love you all so much i'll be back with vanessa next week and we're going to be talking about crystals and magic and the benefits of them and more because everyone knows when you get ellie and vanessa talking we can sidetrack all day and all night I love you. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful evening or day, whatever time it is for you. Bye.